Well, I missed you guys. It's been a long time. A matter of fact, it's been too long since we've last got to speak together. Things have been so crazy, so busy. I'm not going to bore you with all the details of my life, but between being a youth secretary and a youth pastor and travel and the church and being a husband to my beautiful wife and a dad to my three amazing children, the Noteworthy Podcast has taken a hit, my friends. I have not released an episode in almost a month, and I gotta tell you, um, this is probably going to be the only episode released um, in the next few weeks because I am headed into Georgia District Youth Camps, um, actually in two days at the time that this podcast is being recorded, and I'm so excited about everything that God is going to do. Anyways, enough about me. How have you been? Let's talk about accountability today. Do you stay accountable to anybody? Well, that's a good question, and I want to talk about it on the podcast today. a matter of fact, I want to break it down and unpack it for you today. And today, we're going to have a noteworthy conversation about seven ways to apply accountability to your life. I personally think that everybody in the Christian world has a desire to be accountable and to live a life of accountability, but application and inspiration are two very different things. And I have found it to be true that many Christians are inspired to be accountable, but they have not learned how to apply it to their life. They don't actually know how to be accountable to the church, accountable to their pastor, and most importantly, accountable to God. But I'm here to help you today, my friend, because I've got it all figured out. No, I'm kidding. I don't have it all figured out. I'm still very much learning this process myself. And so today on the podcast, I want to share some things that I've learned along the way about accountability from the perspective of somebody who is currently serving in leadership. And when when I see somebody that wants to be accountable and, and is living that lifestyle, they are always on my radar uh, as somebody that I want to use in the kingdom of God, that I want to get involved in in the music program, involved in the youth group, involved in leadership in any way that I can, because accountability is priceless, my friends. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 14 says, Where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So I think the first thing that we need to ask today is, what is accountability? What do we mean when we say accountability? Well, the true meaning of accountability, according to Webster's Dictionary, says that the definition of accountability is the obligation or willingness to accept responsibility 
for one's actions. And I think when it comes to the church world, we're very much referring to accountability as an act of of faithfulness, being willing to tag in with your pastor, to tag in with your leadership, to talk about where you're at, um, to not just be a, a, a rogue agent that's just out there and, and nobody ever knows what you're going to do or <laughs> where you're going to be at, right? So when you talk about accountability, let's, let's give an example here. Um, if you're scheduled to sing on Sunday and you don't show up, and nobody knows about it, and your leader doesn't know that you're not there, and you haven't told anybody about it, but you just didn't show up, you might be struggling with accountability. If that's you, you struggle with accountability. To to lack the attribute of accountability means that somebody has an attitude of, Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I don't have to tell anybody where I'm at. They don't need to know everything about my life. Well, that's true. I don't think your leader wants to know everything about your life. But they do want you to be accountable about the area of ministry that you have the honor and privilege of serving in. This will apply to your church. This will apply to your job. This will apply to your school, your education. Accountability affects every part of your life. When I was studying for this this uh, this lesson and this podcast episode, I was reading through some famous quotes about accountability. And guys, there's some really great ones out there, but there were three that really um, stood out to me. I thought they were so powerful. I wanted to share them with you. Um, it says this, accountability is the glue that ties commitment to the result. It was Bob Proctor who said that. And what a powerful statement that um, everybody makes uh, commitments, but do they follow through to the end result? Well, accountability is the glue that ties commitments together to the desired result. That is what accountability will do in your life. Jeffrey Benjamin said it like this. He said, accountability is the measure of a leader's height. Oh, my, my, my. Thomas Paine said, a body of men holding themselves accountable to nobody ought not to be trusted by anybody. Well, my goodness. I'm going to read that one more time. A body of men holding themselves accountable to nobody ought not to be trusted by anybody. Friends, can I tell you that living for God and working for God will be very difficult <laughs> without accountability being applied to your life? So in today's episode, I want to draw your attention to seven ways that you can apply accountability to your life. You say, well, Nathan, you say I've to be accountable. You talk about it. Well, how do I do that? Well, 
as a youth pastor, um, I feel like one of the number one jobs in youth ministry is to take what inspires us, right? What kind of these buzzwords that we hear and gets us excited and to apply it. How, how do I actually do that, right? Because this is the question I get as a youth pastor. You're saying that, but how do I do that? Okay, well, accountability is how we stay grounded. It's how we stay humble. Accountability will humble you. It will keep you sharp. It will keep you connected, and it will keep you established. Without accountability and spiritual disciplines, it would be impossible to live a kingdom-impacting life. However, with accountability applied, my friends, there is no limit to what you can do for God and your fellow man. So if you're a note taker, pull out your Apple Pencil, which by the way, just a side note, I've started this thing lately where um, it, before I'll type out any notes, I pull out my iPad mini and I have an Apple Pencil and I have an app called Good Notes. No, this podcast is not being sponsored by Good Notes. However, Good notes if you're listening, I would, I would proudly be a sponsor for your app <laughs> because your application, well, my, my, my. Um, but I'll just go and kind of write things out. Um, and there's just something about writing something down that helps solidify things in my mind. So I've got a handwritten uh, note doc here that um, I really enjoyed writing out for this Bible study today. So if you're a note taker, like me, which by the way, I was not a note taker early on in life. I established that later in my life through uh, personal disciplines that I just I decided were important for me. And so if you're a note taker, grab your your pen and write these down. If you're driving, um, just say, "Hey Siri, take this note for me," and <laughs> remind yourself later. Okay, number one. Okay, I've oh, created your note. Really, Siri? Later. Are y'all hearing this? Okay, Siri. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Noteworthy Listener. Oh, it's hard to get good help nowadays, guys. Okay, number one. That was great. I'm, I'm totally leaving that in the episode. Have an accountability partner that you can trust. Okay, that word trust is important because you are going to struggle with having an accountability partner if you don't trust them. Because <laughs> a part of having an accountability partner is to be able to talk about real things, real life things that are going on. It's just like it said in the book of Proverbs 11, where there is no counsel, right? Or you could say where there's where there's no accountability, where there's no people in your life that can speak to you, that you can talk to. It says the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I can't tell you, just even when I was writing out these notes, how I was just overwhelmed with with gratitude, to be honest with you. Um, because I am so blessed. I stand before you just 
blessed today to have multiple accountability partners in my life, people that I can reach out to and say, hey, I've I've been thinking about this or I've been struggling with this. This is something I've been dealing with and I can talk to my friends about it. This will change your life. And if you don't have anybody like that in your life, start to pray that God will reveal them to you. Say, God, would you send me somebody that I can be accountable to? This will change your life. And by the way, having an accountability partner sometimes is a is like a red flag word that we 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 make it almost a negative thing that that it's somebody that you only talk to about things that are going going wrong or things that you're struggling with but it's not like that that's that is a fabrication of what it means to have an accountability partner you can talk about things that are exciting you and things that God has been speaking to you about i uh i have multiple youth pastor friends right now you know um uh Matthew Faircloth, James Barler, right? Frankie Taylor. All, I have lots of friends that I speak to on a weekly basis and say, "Whoa, I just read this in scripture," right? And uh, I I'll call my brother Ryan, my brother Jonathan and say, "Wow, God just showed me this in scripture. This was so cool." Guys, you're missing out if you don't have that in your life. You need to apply that to your life. All right. I'm moving quickly. Number two, be an accountability partner that someone else can trust. I know you're saying, Nathan, you you really made that a whole separate point. Yes, it's a whole separate point because a lot of people want to have a good friend, but they don't know how to be a good friend. And it's very difficult to have an accountability partner if you don't know how to be one yourself. Be that person that they can trust. Don't don't go spread somebody else's business all over the place because they talk to you about something. Be somebody that they can trust. Galatians 6 and verse 1 through 2 says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Guys, we're talking today about living a life of accountability. Bear one another's burdens. Don't let people go through things alone. It is the will of God for you to be an accountability partner to somebody else that they can trust. You have no idea the difference that you are making in their life. Number three, attend events in your local church and your district. I'm often amazed at how many people miss out on events that are designed for them (laughs) Uh, simply because they're too busy or they're apathetic about what is happening in the kingdom of God. 
there is strength and accountability in just attending what is designed for you. If you're a youth pastor and a youth workers training event comes through your city, you should go. If you're a music director and a music training conference comes through your city, you should go. <laughs> I, I know it sounds funny to say that, but, but you know, a lot of people aren't trained just because they don't want to be trained. They're, it's, it's not that they can't be equipped. They just choose to be unequipped. Well, I'll preach on that at a different time. Hebrews 10 and 24 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. And we love to shout about that, right? We love that. Where two or three are gathered, right? We shout about that. But then we don't go. We're too busy to attend. Something that is designed to bless us. Okay, moving on. Number four. Submit to God and live a life of separation. This is a major part of living in accountability. James 4 and 7 through 8 says, Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts you double-minded. All right, so before we can resist the devil, we have to submit to God. And in order to stay submitted to God, we have to be willing to live a life of separation. It says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. But then it says to cleanse your hands. That's talking about sin. It's talking about separating yourself from a lifestyle of sin. A lot of times when somebody is struggling with accountability, it's because they are struggling with separation. People that struggle with separation often struggle with accountability because they know that accountability will draw them in. It's like they're almost afraid. It's it's like it's like people that won't come to the altar because they're afraid of what would happen if they came, right? They don't want to cry in front of people. They don't want to be vulnerable in front of people. So they miss out on a blessing because they're worried about what would happen if they submitted to God. It's not that they don't believe in God. They believe in him enough to know that if they go to that altar, they're about to get a blessing. But if you want to resist the devil and have him flee from you, you have to submit to God. Man, that's a sermon all in itself, but I'm moving forward. We're talking about accountability today. Number five, 
Seek counsel from God in your everyday lives, not just in emergencies. <laughs> okay, so let me clarify what I mean by this, because you'd be amazed at how your quality of life would improve if you just stayed accountable during the good times. That's right. I, I know everybody talks about the bad times, but what about the good times? It's okay to seek counsel and have edifying conversations when you are spiritually healthy. Don't just allocate that time of accountability for when you're not doing well. But when you're spiritually healthy, talk about it. This prepares you for the bad times and equips you for future hardships. We know that the disciples could trust Jesus in the hard times because they built relationships with him in the peaceful times where they could focus on his voice. I'm sure that Peter, James, and John, and, and Matthew, and these amazing apostles could face the difficult times ahead because they could go back to that time where they were sitting across from the fire, the, the bonfire with Jesus and just listening to him speak with clarity when nobody else was around. They were spending time with him. Peter could walk on the water in a storm because he'd seen what Jesus could do when there was 5,000 hungry people with just a lad's lunch. Don't wait for the storm to get to know him. Mountaintop experiences equip us for the valley. Proverbs 27 and 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Accountability prepares you for battle. Far too many people can't fight when it's time for war because they start sharpening iron in the middle of the battle. But rather, live a life of accountability in the good times. And then when you find yourself on the battlefield, your sword has already been sharpened. Well, my goodness. Ooh. That's powerful, guys. That's powerful. Number six. Be relationship-driven. This will help you with accountability. You have to be relationship-driven. The cross was both vertical and horizontal. I've talked about this on the podcast before. To carry our cross and follow Jesus, we have to stay accountable to God and accountable to each other. The kingdom of God and the heart of Christ has always been about reaching people. God has always used people to accomplish his purpose and his plan. And I feel like there are some super spiritual people <laughs> that feel like the only accountability they have to have 
is to God, but then they don't have to listen to anybody or anything, or they don't have to listen to their pastor because somehow they hear from God over the voice of their pastor. But can I help you today? That God has always used people to help us live a life of accountability. Mark chapter 12 and verse 30 says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. Of course, your first obligation is to God. But watch this. It says this is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Apostolics who are accountable and have crucified their flesh have learned how to live a life that is both vertical, that's your relationship with God, and horizontal, that's your relationship with people. It all boils down to this. Love God. Love people. That means that in order to be crucified with Christ, we have to be accountable to God and we have to be accountable to people. Number seven is our last point on the podcast today. And this is probably my, my favorite point because this is something that I have implemented later in my life and it's been such a blessing to me. And that is this, number seven. Have a mentor who is at least 10 years older than you. Okay, I want you to think about what your life was like 10 years ago. Take a break, take a mental break from the podcast and just think about it. What was your life like 10 years ago? Was it different than it is now? Well, if you're like me, my life was completely different 10 years ago than it is now. Um, my wife and I have only been married for about nine years now. This August will be nine years. So I wasn't even married 10 years ago. I have three beautiful children. I, I wasn't a dad 10 years ago. I wasn't a youth pastor 10 years ago. My life was completely different. I mean... 22-year-old me was completely different than 32-year-old me. And you could probably say the same about you. Think about how much you have learned in 10 years and apply that to a mentor who has walked 10 years' journey ahead of you. Before Joshua ever fought the Battle of Jericho, he had a Moses in his life. Samuel had an Eli. Elisha had an Elijah. Esther had a Mordecai. Paul had a Barnabas. Timothy had a Paul. It's important to have a mentor in your life who has walked down paths that you haven't walked yet. They have wisdom simply by living longer than you have. Trust them. Listen to them treasure them. Job 32 and 7 says, I said, age should speak, and a multitude of years 
should teach wisdom. Guys, I've so enjoyed talking about this important topic that gets overlooked a lot, the topic of accountability. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Can I pray over you? Jesus, we love you today, and we come before you with a heart filled with gratitude that you have placed people in our lives that we can be accountable to. And most importantly, God, help us to be accountable to you. Not just in the bad times, but in the good times. Let us seek your face and listen for your voice. Help us to apply accountability in our lives every morning when we get up. Help us to be intentional about accountability. And Lord, we believe our lives will be better for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Guys, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. It means the world that you would listen. Uh, I am about to jump headfirst into youth camps for about three weeks here. And I will be serving the amazing students of the great Georgia district. And uh, have some travel kind of wedged in in between there getting ready for things like NAYC and all the upcoming trips that are happening. I pray strength over you, and I know that you're going to be a blessing this summer. I look forward to speaking to you again in just a few short weeks after youth camps. I love you. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Noteworthy Podcast. God bless. Oh,